Welcome to Energetic Influence, where we discuss energy in all its forms, including spiritual, and its influence on us collectively and as individuals. And now your host of Energetic Influence, David Houston. Thanks for choosing to listen. Been thinking though about the next thing from our last time, and each of us have our own next thing. Some of us that only affects ourselves, some of us it affects more than ourselves, sometimes many more. And it's the challenge of dealing with the next thing, and this is where it gets intentional or not. Some people's thing that's their next thing is intentional. Intentional next things are very different than random next things. First off, nothing's random, but what I mean is you didn't plan it. Unforeseen accident next things. And those that pop up in our lives, occur in our lives, occur in all of our lives, it's how we deal with them that determines the next thing in relation to the entirety of things from your past, my past, anybody's past, up into that point, and then the future. The future momentum of those things moving through time or perception of time moving through days that, well, the, the facet of aging, the knowledge of aging, the understanding of growing old, and then the physicality of growing old, and that notion, becoming aware of that in your life is quite interesting as well. But the next thing, that is what we all have to deal with, and sometimes drama gets involved, and that can be entertaining or not, usually sad. Anyway, listening to a Unraveling Revelation episode, Derek Gilbert mentioned an aspect of scripture that I wasn't completely aware of, but not aware of in this manner, and that was that in the Bible and scripture, the personality, the entity known as Satan is sometimes mislabeled, not in its entirety, because if you trace it back to the source, there it is. But as far as scripture, the watchers, the fallen angels, the ones who left their first estate, those who came to earth and mated with the daughters of men because they were fair, they produced the Nephilim, which were drowned in the flood, that their spirits slash now known as a demon, because it can't rest. It's not going to get in any more trouble than it already is. So it's doing its part to wreck humanity. The sad part is humanity is willingly going along in a lot of aspects, or the media would like you to think so. And that is another aspect of the persuasiveness of influence, the persuasiveness of certain conversations, the persuasiveness of a misguided notion of connecting the dots. The point that Derek made was in scripture, Satan is not bound in hell. 
Now, when we think of hell, we think of fire and brimstone. What I'm saying is, scripturally, a lake of fire is at the end. Hell is this enormous separation, this enormous in-between and utter darkness, utter alone and isolation. And certain beings are there, scripturally. We're told this in Jude and Peter. And then we read where at the end, the pit is opened. And the one that comes out, there's one trapped, Abaddon, Apollyon. But the entity we discuss and talk about, or people discuss and talk about, the influence. Some would say demonic, some would say satanic. I'm talking a true follower of Jesus. And that's what I'm getting at, is the willingness and then going along with that influence mentioned in Scripture as twisted and wicked. And so when events or next things happen in your life, in the collective life you live or interact with others, the whole of humanity, the time period that we live, each of us, individually and collectively, all have a next thing, and that next thing is determined by your reaction to it, is determined by your belief and knowledge of what comprises that next thing, your not only reaction, but the knowledge you have of a next thing, and it can be a myriad of knowledge categories. I think you know, having the most knowledge about a particular thing, issue, subject, possession, responsibility, the better off you are. So I am a full proponent of as much knowledge as possible, which explains why certain elements want that themselves and seek to obtain it in varying degrees of ways, some willing, others not as much. Now, coupling lifestyles on top of decisions when confronted with the next thing also determines the next thing. If your next thing is dealing with a situation you had no intention or know-how of, and you just finished your third glass of wine, well, or you just finished your eighth big beer, what I'm saying is you've altered your perception. Some people might have been smoking some weed. Some people might have been microdoses. Some people might have been pills. Once you've altered your perception, then your reactions and knowledge of the next thing is going to be altered, skewed, hindered in some kind of way. And to find out about, you know, just how many people are on psychotropic drugs, prescription drugs, chosen by themselves drugs, tobacco and alcohol drugs, uh, other easily obtainable drugs changes the perception of everything and so if it's all labeled drugs and we read in the scriptures about the pharmacia and not wanting to be forgiven to give up to relinquish their pharmacia their poison their chemical their addiction they were given over to destruction or desolation I have to look up the verse not even sure where it is, but it has to do with that. And so by choosing to alter your perception, that's a big choice. What happens is usually nothing bad happens and a habit forms. The next thing you know, when things do happen, you're just stuck with dealing with that thing that just happened and a skewed perception. It can be being ditzy. You know, there's people that they're not on drugs. 
they're just ditzy. They're not sure about things, and I don't know if it's you know, the radio frequencies being blasted on them. Because even though they cut out regular TV signals, they went digital. Well, there's still a signal bouncing around in the air. You can still broadcast on those other frequencies that aren't digital. What do you think walkie-talkies are? What do you think CBs are? And even if they are digital, they're still on that frequency. What they've done is they've enfolded the digital signal within that frequency and you're able to communicate. So the manipulation of frequencies, I believe, even earth frequencies and natural frequencies, it's the same with being able to detect seismic activity, kind of like the animals do, being a person and be able to know when an earthquake's coming. And they say, or I think I've read, where you can detect micro tremors that are preceding the massive. Maybe there's some truth to that. I, I think I felt a tremor when I was a kid. But not being bound in any capacity until the end should give us pause and recognize the world around us, not a dwelling, to dwell on the world where its problems and woes but be knowledgeable of and know that the seeking and the prowling seeking to devour is highly in effect right now in the world even more so as we get closer every day more so and i think it would be in everyone's best interest to first off be made aware of that to know about that to understand that because if you know about it but don't understand what I'm talking about then it doesn't make sense to you and you might fail to understand the bigger picture now some will not even entertain a bigger picture or their bigger picture will differ now this is the challenge as a person who enjoys ideas there may be an idea that's different than mine when it comes to a lot of issues and things in the world so to clarify my intention overall is for the best for everyone and for everyone to understand the truth we can do those two things realize my intention is the best for everyone and that everyone understands the truth those two things, I think I can get along with almost anybody. We can differ about everything else that, everything else from there. If if we want to discuss anything from that point, we're good. As long as your intention is good for everybody, and your knowledge base stays on truth, I think that's really the only way we should communicate. Is everybody have good intentions and live in the real world? Delusions. I don't understand the people that put up with delusion. The amount of delusion probably has a lot to do with the amount of illusion that was consumed. Not in its entirety. What I'm talking about is since the inception and propagation of television, a medium, I wish I could remember where I read it, but it was talking about before TV screens were meant to conceal, to hide, to use as a, a obscuring method or way 
or to hide something. So you obscured it, you occulted it, you hid it, you... But then the TV comes along and a screen not only is... Well, it goes away from concealing to almost revealing, but not revealing the truth all the time because it is so susceptible to any type of medium. So you could put the truth on the TV or you could put a lie on the TV. The TV doesn't care what it displays. The screen that hides doesn't care what it's been turned into because it's a projector now. It's a it's a device or a surface or an area or a visual space that can or that can display resonate with I guess in the optic range images or the perceptions of images or the altered perceptions of images when people are on any type of drug even happiness you can be like high on life I guess and that probably is the best view the best skewed version is the one that's high on life having the conversation is the big part being able to discuss is the important part. I was making, or wanted to make in that long idea was with what's going on, events taking place with those that are willing included. A reminder is when the restrainer is removed and the pit is opened, the level of unleashedness, that's a word, will, I believe, not only terrify, but stupefy many. The not really knowing what in the world is going on, I think is going to cause a lot of people panic. They may have heart attacks. They may have heart attacks anyway, but due to other issues and not because it's warm outside or they're young or healthy athlete. Either way, when the restrainer is removed, and the pit is opened. I'm not sure how much time takes place between those two events, but I think they're in that order. I think it'll be first the restraining removed. So what that means is the Holy Spirit, I believe it is Father's Holy Spirit, restraining is the lock, is the bolt, is the clearly the energy of holding back, preventing, not allowing to go forward of evil and wickedness that is going to be removed. And when that happens, the, the, the gates open, the flood happens, the, and not literal water flood, but the amount of terrible is going to just blow people's mind. And then when the pits open, they're going to be probably tripping out. Now, not sure what all that's going to be like. Not sure what's going to take place, what or how it's going to happen. I just believe it'll be in that order, and I think that if people are aware of it coming, one thing, and aware of it happening, then maybe they won't be so surprised. You just hope they recognize that they've not been turned over to the mind that can't receive, but that they still have the ability to receive the message, the calling, the wooing of the Spirit to merge with the Father, Holy Spirit to merge with the Father. So with where we are in the world, how things are happening, as they are happening, learning about the one roaming around and those that are unable to get out just yet might help to make sense of what's going on now. Because clearly I believe there are those in the media 
and in our lives that are literally possessed. They may not know it, or they might. And they are not working for Team Humanity, but working against Team Humanity. It's really not cool. Uh, I think I mentioned it last time, but expose evil and corruption, no matter what. But don't be part of it while you wait on the next thing. And that's the other part of the next thing. So, you know, plan, consider, choose next things. Make a point to choose a next thing instead of it always a reactive decision to be made, a proactive decision, a proactive choice for your next thing that is to better yourself, to better those around you, to better team humanity. And I think everybody will be getting along while we wait because this is the flip side. Scripture has been stated and prophecy has been uttered. The words are there. The fulfillment will happen. I think it would just be in everyone's best interest to mitigate, not, not mitigate that happening because you want it to happen. You want things to happen before, well, put it like this, the millennium, the kingdom, it's never going to get here unless everything in scripture happens. So there has to be the coming judgment. There has to, I mean, there's, unless God, and God doesn't change his word. So that's where I'm with, with that. So while that is scripturally going to happen, I think it is in our best interest to to make the best of our time here and those around us, which is why it's so sad to see the mayhem and chaos going on in the world by people who are possessed with options that are against Team Humanity, yet they pretend like they're 100%. Thank you for listening.